Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com, continuing our early National Signing Day show. We've got Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham, very special guest today. Coach, thanks for coming on and talking some Utah recruiting and football. You bet. Appreciate you having me. Now, uh, uh, coming off another huge season, Coach, uh, you know, 10 wins. And uh, we were kind of talking about this before. You guys play a different brand of football. You're, you're a physical team. You run the ball. You impose your will. And I think this recruiting class kind of resembles uh, what you guys are, you know, as far as an identity as a team. You look at, uh, you know, the positions you signed and everything like that. It's, you know, signing three running backs, for instance. Uh, you know, that room's going to be in, in good, good hands for years to come. Uh, tell me a little bit about your, your goals heading into this signing class. Well, you know, obviously you have uh, positional needs. You know, when you lose guys to graduation or, or leaving early for the NFL, the first thing you have to address is, is making sure you got uh, each room, uh, you know, with ample bodies and, and uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, have depth at each position. Uh, beyond that, it's just finding those best, the best athletes available and the guys with the most upside. And, and uh, that's uh, kind of been our MO for a lot of years. We're a high school recruiting-based program. Uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was 80% high school, 20% junior college. Now it's shifted to 80% high school, 20% transfers, you know, yeah. through the portal. And so that really, you know, the, the uh, portal players and the transfer players have uh, really supplanted what used to be junior college athletes for us. And, but uh, it's still about the same ratio. Like I said, we're 80% high school guys and that's what our program makeup is. Yeah. I mean, uh, known for developing players, but you also signed some, some big name players as well. And um, I think the thing that's really interesting about your program is you do recruit regionally, but your brand has become that where you can kind of go anywhere and, and pull a special player. And I think of uh, you guys going into Kansas and, and grabbing John Randall today. Tell me a little bit about his recruitment and your thoughts on him as a running back and uh, you know, a future youth. Well, first of all, he's a terrific athlete. I mean, he's a, a 24 foot long jumper or thereabout. He's, he's fast in the hundred meters. He's, he's just a freak athlete. And, and, uh, that's the kind of guys we look for, the guys that have the, the skill set and the, and the, uh, the high ceilings. And we think, uh, John fits that bill. Uh, he's got good size as well. You know, he's nearly 200 pounds and, and, uh, six feet or a little better. So, so we think we got a good one there and we were excited, uh, you know, when we, uh, got that commitment from John and, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we were committed to, to, uh, running the football and, and, uh, he's certainly going to add to that. Yeah, no question. Um, love the athleticism, love the upside, mm -hmm. uh, you know, love the lineage as well. Father, great football player, right. uncle, a very good football player. Um, and I know that was a, that was a big win, uh, for you guys because, uh, you know, his old, his dad's old position coach was recruiting him for another team. So, um, but, uh, you know, other areas of emphasis, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, what, what were you looking to fill as far as holes, uh, defensively? Well, we're always looking for front guys, you know, those are, those guys are typically the hardest to find. And we yep. thought we came away with, uh, some really good players up front, um, Linebackers, we got some good returning guys, but but uh, we needed uh, two or three guys in that uh, at that position group, and and uh, and then in the secondary, we we uh, again just looking for the best athletes available and guys that uh, can play man coverage. That you know we're a big man to man coverage team, and and we uh, always on the lookout for those corners that can can play man coverage. We got a really good one in Smith Snowden down in uh, you know just in the south of us about a half hour, and then. And then some, uh, you know, CJ Blocker out of Texas. I mean, we've got some some guys that uh, we are very high on. Yeah, um, 
uh, impressive group, uh, you know, uh, impressive group of name guys that, uh, you know, uh, the Midwest is my main region, but these are guys that we talk about in our national rankings meetings. And uh, I'm very familiar with them because of that. Um, you know, and I talk about footprint a little bit earlier, uh, but you guys seem to be able to kind of go anywhere and win battles. I remember last year you got the running back from Florida. Um, you know, you, you got, you get local guys, you go to Hawaii, Texas, um, California. When you set out your recruiting plan for the year, is it, you know, we're looking to grab this many players from this region, or are you just willing to go anywhere to grab the best player? Are you looking for a connection? How does that all work? Yeah, it's a little of everything, I, I guess you would say. Our footprint has definitely expanded uh, through the years, and we'll go, as you mentioned, from Florida all the way to Hawaii, which is a pretty big uh, area. <laughs> we're, not, we're not as big up north, you know, north or northeast. That's not really much of a, a presence for us. We don't have a big presence there, but but uh, we've been able to have very good success in Florida, Texas, uh, of course, in-state here in Utah. Southern Cal has always been a uh, a staple for us. And we're, you know, I think we got uh, three or four guys from there this year as well. And then Hawaii, you know, the Polynesian uh, athlete has been a big part of our success through the years. And we've, we've not only got them from Hawaii, but uh, the Island of Samoa and Tonga and uh, even New Zealand at times. And so, so uh, we, uh, we have a pretty big net that we cast, but uh, you know, we feel like uh, the, the main uh, areas that we have are just those that I named. Yeah, no. Uh, who gets to go into uh, and be the New Zealand recruiter? That doesn't sound like a bad gig. Yeah, that's Lewis Powell. Lewis Powell is our world traveler. We've sent him to Australia, uh, New Zealand, uh, you you name it, and he's been there. So he, he coaches our defensive ends, does a great job, and and he also has the Hawaiian Islands and as well as Samoa and Tonga. Incredible. That is incredible. Um, how about you know recruiting philosophy changes over the years? You know you talked about an expanding footprint. The other thing that I've talked to a lot of coaches about is because of the transfer portal and you know NIL and everything, just the overall environment today. Um, it almost seems like an NFL approach. You don't know who you're going to lose to the portal. You don't know who you might need to gain from the portal. Um, you know, are you guys looking at your roster differently, almost like the NFL, evaluating where you need to be? who you could lose, who you could get. Um, and then, you know, because back in the day it used to be, we graduated three defensive backs, so we take three defensive backs. Right. You know, how has today's football environment changed the way you look at things? Much, much different. And we spend hours and hours pouring over the roster and uh, trying to uh, project and, and predict, I guess you could say, who's going to stay, who, who might be thinking of leaving, and also uh, guys on the roster that may be better served to leave, you know, that might uh, have oh, a better yeah. chance of playing at a, at a different level. And and so uh, we we do that almost on a daily basis. I mean, we take a look at that roster and, and uh, you know, talk about it and talk about the players and how they're developing and who, th you know, who we think is going to be become a real guy for us and who uh, who maybe would be better served to move on, like like I said. And, and that's uh, something that, as you mentioned, it used to be very cut and dried. I mean, here's your senior class. They're out. Here's the new freshman coming in. And it's no longer that simple. Far from nope. it. Far from nah, it. it. It has evolved so much, and it, it's crazy to hear everybody's philosophy, you know, some guys in the portal nonstop. Some want to, you know, have a, you know, plug holes. I, I think you can find a happy medium, uh, you know, and, and and different teams are finding different ways to win with it. But uh, what you guys are doing obviously works, Coach. Uh, very impressive class. Uh, do you have plans? Are you going to continue to add to this? Is there more to come at the late signing period? Uh, or is more, most of the hay in the barn right now? I would say high school-wise, 95% of the hay is in the barn. We And that's pretty much the trend uh, 
uh, high school players are almost all signing on that early signing day. There's a few holdovers that that wait until that second uh, date, but but uh, we're pretty well wrapped up with the high school players. Now we're going to go ahead and supplement you know, those guys with transfer portal guys, as well as guys that we don't foresee losing off the roster. I mean, there's some things that surprise you, you know, when a guy oh, yeah. walks into your office and says, Hey, I'm going to enter the portal. I mean, just hits you right out of the blue. And so, so uh, in that regard, the portal is a good, uh, I don't want to call it a bandaid, but a, a way to, uh, to replenish your roster and take care of immediate needs. No question. Well, uh, Coach, uh, can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. Really impressed with the job that you guys do, uh, not only this year, but every year, uh, not only on the recruiting trail, but, you know, on the field as well. well and uh, really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you having me on, Clint. Appreciate it very much. There you have it. Coach Kyle Whittingham from Utah. Thanks, Coach. Okay. Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com, here, signing day show with the new South Florida head coach, Coach Alex Golich. Uh, Coach, first of all, congratulations on the new job and uh, whipping together a 16-person a class in, what, 17 days? That's like a kid a day. How do you manage to do that? <laughs> Man, I think just the the foresight of, of the administration to get this thing done, you know, before the portal started, um, you know, while the kids were still on campus and then allowing me as fast as I can to put a staff together. I think part of part of the interview process was who's coming. And um, I don't know if it's like this all the time or not, but but who I said was coming was coming. And and for the most part, everybody, everybody's here and we're rocking and rolling. So I think we hit the ground running uh, after we we had a chance to really evaluate what the heck is going on here and evaluate the guys and kind of dissect who's here, who's not. You know, we were able to hit the ground running. I think the fact that that regionally most of the staff came from the Southeast. So I think it helped um, one having names, potentially recruiting guys here or there. Um, you know, there was a couple of guys that were committed here that we had to go through, but I think big more than anything is the relationships in the Southeast were already there. The relationships with the kids were already there, which made it a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. And uh, you know, uh, I know your 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 philosophy as far as offense goes. You got you are going to play fast. You're going to stretch the field. You're going to play tempo. Um, what would you say about this class? H have you been able to when you look at the personnel that's already there and you look at what you're bringing in? How fast are you going to be able to get you know your style of play in place? Yeah, I think just as much as you talked about the offense, you know, I think defensively and having Todd Orlando here as a defensive coordinator, this is a guy that that shoot two years ago, <laughs> I, we, we were working on seeing if, if he was available, you know, and and I coached against him when I was at in the Big 12. And for me, one of the best game planners and one of the best defensive coordinators I've ever, ever gone against. So for me to get him a guy that's been experienced bonus that he spent last year in the state of Florida, I think matching the defense to the offense in terms of who we are, what we're about, uh, being aggressive and, and you know, forcing things to happen on that side of the ball, I think just meshes who we are in terms of an aggressive, fast approach to everything we do. So in terms of getting to that, I think we'll know better in the, at the end of spring, but as far as what we've attacked and what we've gone after in recruiting has been to match that, you know, can, can we get to what we want to be as fast as we can? I think the best, best coaches, the best football minds are able to gel 
gel a system to the guys you have on both sides of the ball. And, and I think that's why I bring up Todd, because I think on that side, we'll certainly be able to do so. And on, on, on the offensive side, we'll certainly have to adjust and see what we have from starting with the quarterback perspective. But I do think we're well on our way. I don't think we're anywhere near done. You know, I think a really good start 16, I think at two o'clock here and then, and then shoot, things may change here as we get into the night tomorrow, Friday. And then certainly, um, after this this quiet period here at the beginning of January, we get a chance to to get a couple more guys in here and see see what else we can do in terms of flipping this roster. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, it's almost a guy a day. It's incredible what you've done. Uh, your your recruiting is going at the you know the pace that you ran that Tennessee offense uh, up in Knoxville. Uh, how do you plan on finishing out this class? Is it going to be heavy transfer portal? Is it going to be high school guys who maybe fell through the cracks or late qualifiers? You know, what's the approach moving forward? Yeah, I think it's a combination of all of that. Uh, I think the transfer portal right now is is probably, I don't know if the easiest is the word, but but certainly where you can see game experience at this level and and attract those guys. I think High school-wise, where we are geographically, you're talking about Florida, Georgia, there's still a bunch of guys out there that yeah. that maybe slip through the cracks, maybe academically are waiting on some things. You know, the coaching changes. You look at you look at kids that thought on Sunday they were going to a place and now they're not and they're just not ready to make a decision yet. So I think each each young man, each situation is completely different. Um, I certainly would like to get some older guys in here that that can can help us. But I also am not naive to the point that we've got to build uh, build with young guys, especially, you know, up front on both sides of the ball. You want to develop guys. You you want to get guys here and develop them. I think the big advantage we have here is you can see the sun shining through over here. Uh, you know what this place is and you talk about the sun's out 365 days a year. You got you got maybe some of the most beautiful coastline in the country right down the road, literally 10 minutes away. You've got an incredible institution that's top 50 academically in the entire country um, growing. You've got Tampa, an incredible sports town. So you got a lot to sell, um, I think, starting there. And I brought up the transfer portal first in, in the main part of, honestly, one of the biggest reasons I took this job is because of the amount of kids that leave here. And, uh, and those guys that leave here, for the most part, if they're not having a good experience, they want to come back this way. Mm -hmm. And so they're not having a good experience and they're they're from the state of Florida, especially the Bay Area here. Man, I'm right here waiting. Let's roll. <laughs> well, you heard it, guys. He is uh, ready and waiting if you want to go back to the Bay Area, because I know there's a lot of talent that comes out of there, leaves. And uh, I can't blame them for going back, <laughs> especially with all the things that you talked about, Coach. Um, but congratulations on the job. Congratulations on putting together such a class in such a short amount of time. And uh, we're excited to see what you build down there in uh, in Tampa and South Florida. Well, I appreciate it, Clint. You're always welcome. I know probably here around January, you're going to want to head down this way. So <laughs> uh, I, I will I will happily come and visit you, man. I, I, I can't thank you enough for the invite. I'm going to hold you to it. And I uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the signing day show. Uh, there you got it. South Florida head coach, Alex Golish. Thanks a lot, coach. Thank you. Go Bulls. Let's go. Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com here with Illinois head football coach, Coach Brett Bielema. Thanks for coming on. Talk a little more Illinois football and recruiting, coach. Excited to be on. Excited for the day. and Really excited for the future.
Yeah, I would say so. Uh, today is an exciting day in Illinois football. It's been an exciting year uh, for the Illini. Uh, and uh, this class says a lot about what you guys have done on the field, because I think it represents the progress that you guys have made, not only in the state, but obviously on the field. Um, tell me about guys like Antoine Hayden, a, a guy who I've gotten to know over the past two years, really developed into a special player, not only as a player physically and athletically, uh, but he's really taken on a leadership role, it seems like, when it comes to your recruiting. I, I agree, Clint. I told told JoJo this morning, like, I've never had a kid be able to recruit as well as you. You're going to go right from done playing. Hopefully he has a great career here in the, in the NFL, and I'm going to hire him as a recruiter. He's just a very infectious personality. Uh, East St. Louis, I remember being in that school, and I remember Sunk looking at me and just saying, Coach, he's got that leadership trait. He's got that quality. And uh, every day since I've been around him, it's definitely come out. Yeah, I, uh, I, I say it's JoJo is always in the no-no. He knows everything, and uh, he's very vocal uh, in his recruitment and support of uh, the Illinois program. Uh, you, you went hard in state again uh, this year. Obviously, we've talked about that uh, probably ad nauseum, but um, it's really paying dividends. Uh, you know, Caden, uh, you got Antoine, jeez. Uh, T.J. McMillan, Pat Terrell, Brandon yeah. Henderson. I mean, you flip him from Iowa State. Uh, you know, how much of your success on the field do you think has made the in-state recruiting speed up? You know, Clint, uh, I, I said this in my opening press conference, right? Any successful organizations, whether it be business, uh, college football teams, uh, anything that I've seen be, be bountiful and be something that could be more than it is, starts from the people that are around it, right? It comes from within. And I think for Illinois football to be successful, it has to come from Illinois players. Um, last year, we signed 11 of our 22 high school players are from the state of Illinois. This year, it's about the same. I've got some higher level uh, on the outside world ranking players, but I think we found players that fit our system, and that breeds, I think, into our, our culture here, but also to our fan base and then all the people in the state of Illinois. Yeah, I mean, the serious buzz in the state of Illinois about what you guys have done this season and the future. Uh, this class definitely represents that. Uh, I want to talk about one more guy uh, that's from out of state. But Sabor Kareem, a uh, kid with length, love him on film. I think he's going to be a special player. Tell me about his recruitment and how you went about landing him. Yeah, Sabor is a special player. Um, as much as I'm in love with his skill set, his, his uh, uh, length, as you mentioned, his burst, his athleticism. He is just an incredibly infectious personality. His mom, Renice, is like a very heavily, heavily uh, involved mom in a good way. She she loves that kid up every day of his life. He's got a great, great uh, uh, base around him, not just his family, but his coaches. Uh, you know, he's a unique story. He probably can play offense and defense. Uh, I think we'll start him on the defense side of the ball, but uh, a strong personality, great leadership, a very intense player. He's a corner. And earlier today when I was talking to him, I was talking about the three or four clips I'm going to show to the media. He said, Coach, you got those hits on there, right? And I said, yes, I do, Sabor. And very seldom does a corner want hits on there. It's usually a, a coverage or an interception or a big play, but he definitely wanted that physicality out there. Yeah, well, he's a big physical kid, and uh, I think he really represents what you guys are recruiting. You're building a big physical, tough team in your mold, coach. And, uh, you know, congratulations on the great season. Congratulations what you guys are doing in, on the road and recruiting. And uh, thank you for coming on and talking Illinois ball. Appreciate it, Clint. Have a great holiday. Yes, you too, coach. Grab the Illinois.
Clint Cosgrove, Rivals National Recruiting Analyst here with a very special guest on our signing day show. We've got the new Wisconsin head coach, Luke Fickle. Coach, thanks for coming on to talk Badger football, Wisconsin recruiting. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a busy day for, for us, but I know it's a busy day for you as well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is definitely a busy day, um, but I can only imagine how busy it has been for you for what has it been? I don't know, 18, 20 days uh, making a big transition. And you guys have managed to throw together a, a heck of a class in a short amount of time. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, a transition probably that wasn't <laughs> projected, wasn't expected, but it happens. You get this great opportunity. You go to Wisconsin. Just tell me how it has been. Uh, first of all, arriving in Madison and then shifting gears and recruiting for a new team and uh, building a new program. Well, it's been exciting, to be honest. I mean, change is always difficult in different ways, but it's also really exciting. And uh, where there's the anxieties up and down of every day because every day is new right now. Um, you know, so I, I think the energy wise, it's, you know, it can be draining, but uh, it, it's really exciting. And uh, I've been here, whatever that is, 17, 18, 19 days. And every single day, there's something a little bit new, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, recruiting, whether it's coaching stuff. And uh, but but the great thing about it is for all those days, I don't think there's a day been a day that I haven't been around the guys on this team and the, the guys within the program. And to me, that's what it was all about, about getting here as soon as I possibly can, being a part of the bowl prep, going to the bowl with them. You know, is it difficult? Yeah, it is. And it's uncomfortable at times with some different situations. But you know what? It's about the kids. It's about making sure that we're set for the future. And the future is with the guys that are in this program right now. For sure. Um, you know, uh, transition can can be hard. You know, th those guys were recruited by uh, different staff. You come in, um, you know, but you're also bringing in new guys. You're coaching the guys that you have. But the one thing across the board and uh, just being connected with the Wisconsin program and covering the Midwest is everybody talks about the relationships that you build in recruiting. Um, and uh, for instance, and I'll bring up one of your signees today, uh, you know, a guy I know very well, Amari Snowden. And when, uh, when you left for Wisconsin, he called me right away. And it was a, he was just, he's, he had so much respect for you. And he, you like, he was, you were like a father figure to him almost. And you go into Wisconsin, he was he was just like lost and sad. And then he finds his way coming back to you again. And I, I just thought it said so much about your ability to connect with players and develop meaningful relationships. Um, you know, tell me about the relationship you have with Amare, for instance. And then, you know, what is your philosophy when it comes to, you know, really getting to the nitty gritty and getting to know these kids and, and bringing them in as, as almost part of your family? Yeah, I think that's what's probably the hardest about this class is, uh, you know, a lot of those guys in the way that, you know, building those relationships over a year and a half or two years. And, you know, Amari is one of those guys that you build over, you know, probably two years. And um, I think it makes it a little difficult when, when that's the way you've always kind of gone around, gone about your business. And all of a sudden you have those changes and you've got three weeks. You know, you're not about all the glitz and the glamour and, and you know, all of a sudden throwing out money and making these promises, which I'm not saying is wrong. It's just everybody goes about their, you know, they're recruiting a little bit different. Uh, so, you know, there's a guy like Amari that you have the utmost respect for that you're recruiting to play two sports. You go to Wisconsin where they don't even have baseball. No baseball. You no, know, but obviously that relationship 
that his idea that he had to make maybe a decision a little bit earlier than he would have made had he gone someplace else where he was going to try the two sports. So I think that's a great indication of, you know, what the relationships can do. And I think it's a great indication of what the, how strong the culture and things have been here because of the 11 guys that were committed when we walked in the door, the 10 that were committed, they all stayed. And, and I'm not saying we built as good a relationship with those guys in a three week process, but they were here for a reason. They seen the bigger picture of things. And in that short amount of time, they trusted and believed in that blind faith that we talk about that, Hey, what you loved about this place is not going to change. They're just going to be, you know, a different face with a little bit of different ways of doing things, but the culture the environment, that locker room is really strong. It's not changing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's another thing that I hear from kids is the culture that you've built uh, over the years. And obviously your success at Cincinnati speaks for itself and, and the guys you've recruited, whether it be Alec Pierce, you know, from Chicago or sauce from, from Michigan. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see uh, you bring that same type of recruiting philosophy and aggressiveness to Madison. And um, you know, uh, there's two guys that I want to talk about in particular. One, a guy who who just flipped, and uh, it appears he has signed with Wisconsin, uh, Tretch, uh, a one-time Wisconsin commit that decommitted. Uh, you know, uh, when when the coaching change happened, how did you get him back in the boat? I, I got to give a lot of credit to obviously what the guys had done here before and the relationships they had built. But then Coach Brown went out there and <clears throat> spent a day, um, got to know him, and and I wasn't able to get out there, so the good fortunes of, you know, this kind of FaceTime stuff and some of these Zooms that you actually feel like you can get into their home and, and try to create that relationship with a family that's, you know, so strong in relationships. Um, but I, I think that's the the strength of you saying, well, how'd you guys do that? Well, we were just a little part of that. Well, who did that was Wisconsin. Who did that with those guys before? Who did that were um, the history of some of the, the, the former guys that have been here from, you know, his kind of circles of things. And, that's the thing that I'm so excited about is how strong the the brand is throughout the country. And to be able to go to Vegas or Hawaii, wherever you want to say that, you know, Tretch is from, that you still have that incredible draw here. Uh, I, I think that that had a lot to do with it. But I also think that and I hope to believe that the the sincerity and the, and the authenticity that whether they felt Coach Brown had when he was out there or we got an opportunity to to do through obviously meetings like this and running into his sister at a restaurant in town that just happened to be by coincidence. There, there are a lot of things that, uh, that uh, kind of fell into place in order for that one to, to kind of, kind of work its way out. It almost seems too good to be true. I guess it was meant to be. And um, you know, having grown up in Madison, I, I get the pull and I get the culture and all of that. Um, you know, uh, another culture guy and during this, this change in this process uh, of you taking over Justin Taylor, he is a guy who, of all the guys, he was the most vocal about on Wisconsin, no matter what happened, whether it was a coach, whoever, any change, he was all about Wisconsin. He was a big vocal advocate for you guys as well. And I tell you what, I've seen him for years, and he is a heck of a football player. Um, tell me about the the relationship you've built with Justin in a short amount of time and uh, how you guys see him fitting in at, at Wisconsin. I might need to give a little more credit to Justin and his family because they have been probably the catalyst to to keeping a lot of these guys that, you know, that were maybe not as, you know, set in stone as he was and as strong as he was. And so I think that if I knew anything, I, I just felt that he was kind of that guy at the center of the communication with a lot of these guys. And 
he's worked as much as we probably have at, at not just keeping these guys together, but also getting us involved in a lot of other guys. And, and he'll continue to do that. So got a good fortune to be able to spend a little bit of time with the family. We actually got cut short from our visit as I was in Chicago because I had to run back and try to maintain and take care of our own uh, our own team um, with guys that are, you know, being pulled away and possible portal guys. But that's when I realized that they they had the utmost respect for what it is we were doing. They were really strong and they were our greatest advocate because they were like, go take care of the program. We're in. We're going to continue to do what we do. I think the unique thing with him is, is there's just so many positions that he can play. Yep. You know, you're going to get back here in January and you're going to have the offensive guys kind of tugging at you. You're going to have the defensive guys tugging at you. And, you know, you're going to be like, okay, well, let me sit with him and make sure I find out where his heart and his mind are so we can put him in the best position that he feels like is for him. No question. He uh, he can do a little bit of everything. Ball in his hands. He can, he can cover you. He can hit you. He can return. He can catch. Um, you know, uh, he, he's going to be a very good player. I have no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, congratulations on what you've done so far in, in, in such a little amount of time, Coach. I uh, really appreciate you coming on the Signing Day show today. And uh, there we have it, Coach Luke Fickle, the head coach of Wisconsin. And uh, thanks for coming on, Coach. Thanks, Clint. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com here with Texas Tech head football coach uh, Joey McGuire uh, talking early signing day here. Uh, thanks for coming on, coach. No, thanks for having me, man. This is big. Love what y'all yeah. do. Oh, thank you very much. Love what you're doing. Speaking of, uh, you know, recruiting, uh, you guys have gone hard in Texas. Uh, you know, this your, your first full cycle, obviously, uh, but it looks like two things that uh, really jump out are you are trying to own Texas and you're going after guys with verified speed. Tell me about your approach to this class. You know, um, probably besides uh, we, we didn't sign a tight end. Besides that, we really, you know, targeted every position that um, we felt like we needed depth at. Um, the one thing about our guys that you'll see and you'll see it, Saw it last year, and you'll see it this year. We're looking for verified length, speed. Um, we want big, long guys, and then we want guys that can really run. And, you know, one thing that we've said all day, and if I'm wrong, I want somebody to prove me wrong, but we just signed the fastest class in the nation whenever it comes to verified speed. And we're, we're really excited about those guys. And then we signed some, you know, we signed four offensive linemen and I think five or six uh, DN, D-tackle bodies that, you know, are really going to help us. Uh, besides the speed, we believe big people beat up little people. You know, I don't, I don't you're going to see that the teams in the final four, they're really good up front. And uh, that's what we're trying to continue to build here at Texas Tech. No question. Uh, speed and space uh, will win you games. And if you're good in the trenches, uh, we all know how that goes. Now, uh, you talk about guys with length, you know, and guys who have athleticism. Guy from right down the street, in fact, Isaiah Crawford. Uh, tell me about that recruitment, because I think he's got a chance to be a great player for you. Man, I, I love him. I, he and I have a very good relationship because I actually, um, at the old place, was we're recruiting him to possibly be his position coach whenever I coach the outside linebacker. So he and I have known each other for a long time, um, you know, and then was able to convince him to stay at home whenever I got the job. You know, he's been, he was one of our first commits. Uh, love the kid. I mean, this kid, you know, he's, he's six, four, maybe six, five, 230 something pounds. And he was running anchor on the four by four at the state <laughs> track meet. I mean, Gotta that's just that. the kind he is. I mean, 
guy he is. You look at his highlight film, and he's chasing running backs down from uh, the other side of the field. And uh, he's kind of the – I call him the silent assassin because, man, he just – he smiles a lot, but he doesn't talk a lot. He just goes out and and works really hard. And and uh, I, I'm excited because he'll, he'll move into our boundary backer. And, you know, traditionally, Coach DeRuder in this defense has had great success. That's where Von Miller played. And so we kind of see him as that kind of style of uh, pass rusher, but also a guy athletic enough to drop into pass coverage. Yeah, you got to love a guy like that. Uh, when you when you throw out the comparison of Von Miller, you're talking big yeah. time football players. So no doubt, uh, th- no doubt. <laughs> that is exciting. Uh, now uh, I know you got a another guy, a really rangy DB, uh, and uh, you know you got into a little battle with Washington, and uh, it turns out that uh, he ended up a Red Raider. Tell me about Jordan Sanford and that recruitment. You know, another young man, I mean, true speed. I mean, he he ran in the state track meet last year. Um, I, he's, you know, verified a 10-5, but, you know, on some stopwatches, he's gone as low as like a 10-3-8. And so wow. a kid that can really run, uh, huge for us because he's a mid-year. And uh, being able to get him in here, I think he has a chance to make an impact um, on our team next year. Uh, we're going to play him at corner. Uh, but the great thing about him is he's got good size to where he could grow into a safety, a really fast safety. But we're going to start him off at corner. Um, two of my favorite things about him, he's always smiling. And, man, he has got a great mom. And his mom was such a big part of recruiting. And it was so important to her of him being able to study what he wants to study. And that's a great thing about Texas Tech. We can, You can be a doctor from Texas Tech. You can be a pharmacist from Texas Tech. You can be a vet from Texas Tech. Great business school, great architecture school. And so it's a wide range of things. And, and uh, he's going to have a chance to be a great student athlete. Yeah. Um, a guy who, and I don't know if this is true, but, uh, you know, Mikel Dingle is another guy that jumps out because when you talk speed and, and to me, you're, you're speaking my love language because yeah. I'm a big track guy <laughs> and, uh, Mikel Dingle is like one of the fastest hurdlers there is, I believe. Uh, tell me about going, you know, just the process of finding mm-hmm. a guy like that, identifying, evaluating, and then ultimately landing him. Yeah. Um, another mid-year. So we're excited. We have 11 mid-years out of this class. And so got some guys coming in in a, a few weeks. Um, number three in the nation in the hurdles. You turn around and you got Justin Horn, who was number eighth in the nation in the hurdles. I, I could screw this number up, but I might be off one or two. But there's been uh, 12 guys that are football track guys that have run as fast as what they're running in the hurdles, in the 110 hurdles. Eight of them been, have been drafted. The other two are coming to Texas Tech. And so it's our job to develop those guys into that. But, you know, they're both over 200 pounds. And, you know, Dingle, when you watched his film, he he was really physical. He could really run. Um, you know, and it's weird. There's a couple guys like this. You know, we don't – that's the one thing about us. I mean, we truly believe in our evaluations. I learned that from Matt Rule, who was my mentor. And uh, in 2018, we find, signed the fastest class in the nation at Baylor. All those guys ran the fastest times uh, last year at the NFL Combine. So, I mean, if you're fast, you all, you might get a little faster, but, you know, I'm never going to run a 10-3, ever, <laughs> no matter how much I train. And so, Dingle, man, he just that speed, and, and um, now it's our job to make sure that speed's going in the right direction to the football. 
For sure. Um, you know, the philosophy and you talk about, you know, being with Matt Rule and signing the, the fastest class, uh, you know, ultimately it comes down to you find the guys with the talent and then you develop them. And uh, the thing that I love about Texas football, and I know you've made recruiting Texas such a priority, is they're football junkies. They're yeah. guys who love football. They want to develop. They're going to get after it. And then you get that athletic piece as well. Um, you know, tell me, as you finish out the rest of this class, are you looking to do anything in the portal? Are you looking, uh, you know, to sign any guys in the late period? Are you guys going to fill this up pretty early? Well, we, we signed two uh, young men from the portal. Um, and the way we look at the portal, uh, guys that make immediate impacts on positions that we've maybe lost uh, a guy and maybe our young guys are so close, but they're just not ready. Um, we want to build this from the ground up. We're not going to be a team that takes a lot of guys uh, from the portal. Um, when we do, we want to have background on them. We want to probably have recruited them out of high school. Uh, but the other part, and we've done a lot of studies. I'm a big numbers guy. <clears throat> I, I mean, we're, I, I mean, just even in the game, we're big analytics. We go for it more than anybody else in the country on fourth down. That's coming from a place that Baylor is number two in the country for going for it on fourth down. You know, so I learned that from Dave Aranda. Um, but the numbers, when you start talking about the portal, you really track uh, how many snaps these guys have taken in college football because the ones that have not taken a lot of snaps in college football probably aren't going to take a lot of snaps in college football. And so uh, we we added two guys that have played a lot of college football. Um, and then, you know, we'll always look. We, we study it. And, and the only way we'll make a move, because we're really young on offense, but we've got – Depending on who you, who you say our starting tailback is, we have 10 starters coming back on offense. Wow. And uh, we have seven because we have four guys returning for their super senior year. So we have seven back on defense. So we're going to be real slow in making sure we're getting the right guys if we do any more than two uh, out of the portal. Yeah. Um, well, this sounds like uh, you're off to an amazing start. First full class. Um, I know you're having fun. I I, I know a number of people uh, surrounding the Texas Tech program. There's an energy around it. Uh, you've brought excitement. Everybody loves you that I have talked to, and uh, I can definitely see why. And, and I love your philosophies as well because I'm a big track guy, big analytics guy. And, um, you know, I, I just love that, uh, you know, everything is backed by figures, numbers, and, uh, and, and facts. So yes, I, I really – I really appreciate you coming on to, you know, talk about your class with us today, coach. Wish you the best of luck moving forward and, uh, you know, finish it out strong. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, man. Reckle. Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com here with our signing day show. We have Arizona head coach Jed Fish in the house. Uh, congratulations on a great early signing period, at least a great start to one, a uh, number of difference makers in this class. I know you guys had a strong class last year. Um, the makeup of this class is a little different. Uh, I see a lot of, you know, defense alignment, uh, some, some defensive backs. You got a, you know, big time quarterback as well. Uh, just tell me about how you approach this class coach. Yeah, we, we thought that, uh, you know, we signed so many players a year ago and we felt really good about the young talent we have. And we knew we needed to sign, another big class. We wanted to bring in a lot of 
uh, probably another 35 players when it's all said and done by, you know, by February 1st, let's call it. Um, you know, so we wanted to make sure we were able to build depth in certain positions. We wanted to bring uh, focus into our defense, but we didn't want to lose track of making sure we got the right amount of skill players in each spot. So we wanted to make sure we brought in the, the receivers that we wanted, the tight end that we wanted, the quarterback, um, you know, that we wanted, the running back that we wanted. But we didn't feel that we had to go get two or three of them. And I think that was the biggest difference. Now, defensively, uh, we brought in, oh, I don't know, 16 or so players so far. And then uh, the portal has also helped us out with the defensive side of it. For sure. I, I mean, um, you know, the, let's start with, I guess, the the most recent happening. <laughs> you flipped the big-time offense lineman from, from Alabama. Um, yeah. Tell me about that recruiting process and how were you guys able to do that? And how early do you think he can make an impact? Well, you know, uh, RJ is, I would say, uh, one of the top offensive linemen in the country, one of the best high school linemen I've ever seen play. Um, he's huge. Uh, we were his first offer two years ago. That was the first offer we ever made as a coaching staff. Uh, when he first arrived on campus here, I would imagine, I think in like uh, in 10th grade. Um, and then we kind of stayed with it. But as that was going, he was just collecting, 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 uh, and then committed to Alabama. Uh, committed to Alabama, I don't know, six months ago or so, whatever it might have been. Um, but, you know, we, we were on the West Coast. We knew that you got to fly over a lot of states to go to the East Coast. And our goal was to be able to, you know, stay strong, be around, but not be persistent, uh, not be annoying, but just be yeah. available. And when things started changing and he started having second thoughts, we wanted to be the team that he chose to go to rather than some of these other teams uh, in California. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that, that is a huge win. Um, now you guys, uh, like you said, you had some big time performances from freshmen right away this year. Uh, I believe you said when we talked earlier, uh, you had more true freshmen playing than any, and not just playing, but starting for you than any other team in the country. Um, you know, there's also some difference makers who I could see making an early impact here. Uh, tell me a little bit about, and I know you have a good quarterback situation, but Braden Dorman, I mean, the, the kid's a talent. Uh, what do you see in him? Well, you know, Braden's, uh, he's everything that you would want in regards to off the field, uh, the way he handles himself, uh, the way he prepares, extremely intelligent, um, great size for the position, a very successful player enormous numbers i mean his numbers are ridiculous uh you know guys stone seven touchdowns a game eight touchdowns a game five touchdowns a game the amount of touchdown passes um the amount of yards he's stolen for as a high school player started every game from his high school freshman year on wow. so i love that part of it uh bringing him into the room with delora with noah uh noah's i mean noah's a special quarterback as well so if he could learn from Noah and the way Noah prepared, um, if they both do a great job um, with Jaden, you know, and continue to make Jaden better, pushing Jaden, continuing to get Jaden to be the best Jaden can be, I think we could have one of the best quarterback rooms in the country. Um, and I know that Jaden has the plans to be the best quarterback in the country himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're a quarterbacks guy and you have big time quarterbacks. There's no question about that. I uh, love what you're doing at that position. Um, you know, defensively, 
uh, obviously an emphasis, but what I see across the board in this class, and, and you did it last class too, the body types, the length, the size that you are bringing in. Um, you know, when you got there, there wasn't necessarily that type of player on the roster, I think. And as you rebuild this, it, you know, tell me about your emphasis on length, on guys with size, toughness, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Clint. Our biggest thing was we didn't want the team picture to look like this. You know, we didn't <laughs> want to have all different sizes. Um, we wanted to be big. Uh, that's kind of a New England Patriot uh, way of putting a team together. I think that's that's just the way I believe in. Um, I wanted to be big in the trenches. We got big. We got big oh, fast yeah. in the last two years. And um, our philosophy is as we were building it, uh, we were really going to try to add as much size as humanly possible. And uh, I would say this class, uh, this class is big. This class is yeah. big. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they all look like in a uniform here soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're definitely going to be looking different coming off the bus. <laughs> I look at some of these sizes. Uh, it's pretty incredible uh, what you have coming in. I mean, even the skill position guys are big. Uh, but, you know, Elijah Payne, 6'7", 300 pounds. Um, now, uh, what is what is your plan moving forward in this class? You said you want to get up to potentially 35 guys. Um, do you think you'll have more coming uh, late signing period? And uh, is there going to be more of an emphasis on the portal as well? Yeah, I think what we've got is we still have a few more guys that um, that we can't talk about today, guys that have mm -hmm. other plans throughout the process. Um, we still have some guys that will be coming in, um, I would imagine, through the portal um, over the next week or so to two weeks. And then, you know, I would say there's always going to be a couple guys that might have uh, – one thing happened or another, and next thing you know, they're available for February. Uh, so we're going to try to get to that number. Uh, I think if we can get there, um, that'd be great, 30 or 35, somewhere around that range. And then, you know, hopefully we could have a really good preferred walk-on program again here where we could bring on another 10 or 15 guys and uh, really do a great job of building our program with our, with our youth. The last two years have been pretty special this past year and then this one coming up to – see all these kids and most of them are going to be here in January. So we should have a, um, a big group and then headed by Justin Flo, obviously to have Justin be here um, come January and probably the, you know, probably one of the highest ranked high school players of all time um, coming here and uh, excited about him leading the way on defense. For sure. Um, well, congratulations. Uh, love what you guys are doing on the recruiting trail. It's obviously paying dividends on the, on the field. Um, but can't thank you enough for coming on, Coach. Great to see you as always, and uh, good luck as the rest of this class goes on. Thanks, Clint. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk soon. Clint Cosgrove, Rivals.com, here with Vanderbilt head football coach Clark Lee. Uh, coach, it's uh, been an exciting day for you guys. Looks like uh, you're off to a great start and, uh, you know, a little different place team-wise uh, than the last time we talked. Uh, you know, big, big strides on the field this year, and it looks like a little offensive emphasis uh, to start off this early signing period. Tell me about uh, your approach to this class and, and how you feel about it so far. Well, you know, we're excited, and it used to be um, you waited around the fax machine and you didn't know what to expect. I think anymore we, we have a pretty good grip on, on how the day is going to go, but you know, we feel like we've we've um, added a, a group of players here that help us move forward. This is a group that was recruited 
um, off a two and ten season, off um, a vision of belief and what what's possible here. And um, and I think this group um, exemplifies the toughness and the and the character that we're looking to help you know take the next step as a program. Obviously, the strides we made on the field this season were um, a good launching point for us in our program moving forward. That's both uh, to take with us into January when our um, returning team is back and we're, you know, hard at work forming team three, but also uh, on the recruiting trail as well. well. We'll look to build on that momentum. But this is a special group. It's our it's our second class um, as a staff here and, and one that I feel like, um, again, exemplifies the, the type of player, the type of person that we want to bring in and build this program around. For sure. I mean, uh, there's it's an impressive group when you look at it. Uh, I know you went heavy at receiver, running back, uh, offensive line. Uh, you got some good defensive players as well. Uh, you know, one guy that really stands out to me as a as a playmaker is 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 London Humphreys. Um, tell me about his recruitment, what you guys saw in him, and uh, you know just how his recruitment went. Well, London was a guy that they camped with us and we we were impressed with him. You know, he was early in on a football career and was just kind of learning the position, but he had the the speed and, you know, that that speed is something that you can't coach. Um, and, you know, we were we were impressed with him out of camp and, and um, you know, had a chance to to spend some time one on one with him. You watched him work. That would have been last summer. Um, and, you know, we, we stayed with them and, and, you know, kept, kept tabs on them and ultimately felt like, you know, when, when we, we were able to offer him that we'd seen that growth and development, we saw the receiver skills come into life, um, and felt like he could be a, a playmaker for us in the SEC and a difference maker for this team and this program. Um, obviously we were fortunate, to, to have him see the same vision and, you know, um, we're excited about adding him and, and what he can do for us just in terms of taking the top off defenses. We we um, we need a, a deep threat. He, he is certainly a deep threat. And I think he's early in on his football development. That's another signal to us. You know, we want to recruit guys that have high ceilings and we think we have the resources here to, to get him to his highest level. And at that point, we think he's, a, a, you know, a dynamic receiver on the stage. And, and that's a good thing for, for all of us. Oh, yeah. He can definitely take the top off and, uh, you know, obviously has great size to go along with that. Uh, so, you know, that's what stood out to me on film. Uh, you having him in camp and knowing that, you know, he does have some rawness to him and that his ceiling is incredibly high. That gets me excited about him. Uh, I can only imagine what you guys picture his future like. Now, switching to the defensive side of the ball, I want to talk about a guy from uh, a little place called Sussex, Wisconsin. Um and, uh, you know, you guys flipped him pretty late. Uh, he was committed to Wyoming. And um, Evan Herman, uh, how did you go about uncovering him? And, uh, you know, tell me about that recruiting process. Did, it, did you guys go in late? Had you been, you know, kind of monitoring him for a while? But he's a guy with a high motor, can rush the passer. And uh, I think he could be a gem. Evan is someone we were keeping tabs on. We were aware of. We, we, um, we loved him on film. We needed the chance to, to the opportunity to, to meet him in person and to really get around him. You know, we were able to visit him late in that last weekend. And, and when he was here uh, with his mom and dad, just recognized that um, again, that the, the internal fibers, just the fit he was, you know, he's tough. He's got a high ceiling. He's long. 
Um, you know, this guy is is determined to be a, a dynamic football player and wants to do it at the highest level. He he stares down the challenge of playing the SEC and um, that drives him. It motivates him. You know, that's the kind of person that we want and the kind of competitor we want in this program. And so it was uh, for us a no brainer. You have a guy again that, you know, we, we take we're going to develop him here. We don't want to put a, a ceiling on what he could contribute as a freshman. But we also understand that his best football is going to be a couple years down the road after we have a chance to fill that frame out and, and really, um, you know, build into a skill set. But he's tough. He plays hard. Um, he makes plays on, on, on his high school film. And, and that's, a, you know, it's a great start for us and a guy that we feel like will not just strengthen us with his on-field play, but will also strengthen us with his attitude and his, his approach to the game. Yeah. I mean, just watching his film, like you, you can tell he loves the game of football. Uh, I mean, he is full go 100% of the time. And, uh, you know, you talk about that length and uh, when he gets some weight on him, I'm excited to see what he can do because we know he's going to be able to get up after the passer, you know, get a little, get a little uh, mass on him. And uh, really the sky's the limit as far as what he can turn into as a player, in my opinion. Um, how about the offensive line and running backs? I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of people take multiple offensive linemen. Uh, but you guys also took multiple running backs. The thing that I notice about them is, um, you know, they each have a little bit of a different skill set. What was your approach when you went, uh, you know, when you were targeting running backs? And then um, tell me after that how you approached your offensive line recruiting as well. Yeah, with the with the running backs, you know, we have a we have a need there. We we you know needed to make some choices as to what, whether we were gonna. Um, use the portal as an opportunity to, to build out that room or whether we were going to look to high school um, running backs. We happen to find three that, um, that really fit us that, you know, for us, it was a, a no brainer that, that the route building that room through high school made a lot of sense. Um, these are guys that all three, we had documented track times on um, documented times on felt like they uh, demonstrated um, you know, kind of multiple tools. So you, you saw them doing multiple things and dynamic skill sets that, you know, that are going to translate to how we'll use the running back in our offense. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we felt like we needed to, to take the opportunity to build speed into that room. And, you know, that was our, that was our goal. And we did that. I also think we got some guys that have some size on them too, which, you know, in this league, a physical run game is important, you know, guys that can break, tackles and then have the speed to to separate and to and to finish runs in the end zone and um, we're excited about that group obviously we add them to a room that returns some playmakers for us and so um, you know that that that's a really coming out of this early signing period a really healthy room for us and we're excited um, with those guys as far as the offensive line goes you know we again we see this as a, a necessary part of our build you know building on both sides of the line of scrimmage this league is dominated in the front. And so uh, we need to get big physical players that have an edge and have toughness. And obviously with O-line development, you want to be patient because um, the, the transition from high school to college is dramatic um, in, in the, at the line of scrimmage. But we also feel like we have guys that, um, you know, are going to have an opportunity to come in and have an impact. And that's, you know, that's exciting for us. Um, we want to build our offense around a physical run game. Obviously, we, we've added some playmakers on the perimeter. So, you know, we can open up some vertical shots now um, off run action. And, um, you know, we, we just know it starts up front and it starts with that run game. And so we're, we're excited about adding those pieces and, you know, what, what that's going to look like, not just in 
you know, uh, 2023, but also years to come. For sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on with your program. There's a buzz about Vanderbilt. Uh, it's exciting watching what you guys are doing on the field and then seeing this class come in and and what you're going to be able to do. You know, talking about stretching the field, explosive plays, uh, building it up front, run game. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds, but uh, can't thank you enough for coming on, Coach. Congratulations on a great start to this class. And uh, maybe we'll be talking again at the uh, late signing period again as well. Well, I'd love that. Always good to be with you and uh, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, coach.